Good morning, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise here for this week's Embedded Executive podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is James Pryor, who is responsible for global communications for Sci-5. Hello, James, how are you? I'm great, Rich. Thank you so much for having me on board. My pleasure. So what piqued my curiosity this week was an announcement that Sci-5 made in conjunction with Intel. And rather than have me try to screw up what you guys said, let me just ask you, what was that announcement? Yeah, so we're really excited about Intel's new IDM 2.0 strategy, especially with them entering uh, the Foundry Services business with their new Intel Foundry Services business unit. So what we're doing there is because they've now opened up to be able to design x86 core chip processors for anybody, they're also opening it up to RISC-V and other IP so that you've got maximum choice and flexibility. And the first RISC-V provider in there is Sci-Fi with our whole portfolio of RISC-V based cores. Obviously a natural fit because Sci-Fi is home to the inventors of RISC-V. And this way we get to offer our IP to anyone who uses Intel design services and the Intel Foundry services business capabilities. What was the Foundry you, you were using prior? We've been pretty broad. So, you know, we've got a great relationship with TSMC. We've also built things with Global Foundries, with Samsung. There's plenty of other foundries that are available to us. This is really just expanding the choice that our customers have. So now we've got another option. As you know, everybody is, is capacity constrained. So for some people, it's going to be where can we find capacity and get started? For others, it's going to be about geography and location. For others, it's going to be technology. Now it's just more choice and more options for them to build the chip that they want, where they want, how they want. Does that affect the performance that you guys are able to to produce or is is it the same silicon just coming from a different place? Pretty much the same silicon just coming from a different place. I don't see a lot of variation in performance um, as our designs don't rely on a lot of the um, advanced ISA tricks that require huge amounts of area and special transistor characteristics. So I think that it's going to be very flat on performance and you know, we don't have much in the way of standard adoption. Everybody's got their own special considerations they want to do. So we dial in our portfolio so that the cores being used have configurable options. You know, so you can adjust branch prediction, depth cues. You can adjust size of buffers, lookup tables, all that kind of stuff, which inherently moves your performance around anyway. So it's you can't do a off-the-shelf apples-to-apples comparison, um, but we think that it's going to be very flat in performance and you just get the best optimized workload performance that you design for anyway. Okay, a after hearing that explanation, I, I think my original question is probably not relevant, but I'll ask it anyway, just to be sure. Um, would this mean that Intel has access to risk? I mean, they had access because it's open source anyway, but should we expect Intel to be producing risk 5 cores? Yeah, great question. So like you said, they've had access to RISC-V ISA because it's an open specification. Um, what this means now is that they, if they wanted to choose a RISC-V core from the Sci-Fi portfolio, then they know how to build it really simply and easily. So if they wanted to license that, they could do that with us or anybody in the, in the RISC-V sphere. But obviously, you know, if you've got us going through the foundry and building stuff, it makes it really simple and easy. So stay tuned. More to come on that front, we hope. Um, maybe they will license a core, maybe they'll design their own and turn the world upside down as they adopt RISC-V. I doubt it. 
I think that they're going to keep pushing hard on their current strategy. The new CEO has got a great focus and a strategy. And I think there's plenty of room in the world for us all to coexist. But I think that there's opportunities and options abound there. I think what this more speaks to is how mature and ready the ecosystem is for Risk Five. It shows that the people demand and want the choice of Risk Five, no matter where you are. You can't ignore it. I think it's time to stop calling Risk Five the upstart and start calling it you know, the another choice. So if, if I'm Intel, why would I want to allow a competitive architecture to proliferate through my own means? That's a great question. So listening to what they said at their, uh, their big technology day is that's the best opportunity for that foundry services business to grow and become successful. So there's a ton of market out there um, for different kinds of chips and you know, in the technology industry, we get wrapped around the axle of the ISA is the perfect choice, but from the end consumer and maybe the end application use, they don't care too much. They just want it to work well. So enabling that choice and production for whatever preferences companies have gives that business the best opportunity to grow and service that market. And along the way, connects them to say, hey, look, here's the other options. Here's what you can do. Here's the benefits. But I think that the, the single ISA chip died a long time ago. Everything's a heterogeneous design now. Everything's got to be blended in. So I think that that's really where the opportunity is, is heterogeneous compute platforms with mixed ISAs. There's a main core that's a one ISA. There's a lot of other fixed function specific purpose cores, workload focus cores and processes inside there. And there's room for everybody to attack those SOC designs uh, treating the SOC more as a motherboard than as a, a single single purpose block of, of silicon. Okay. So just to wrap up, what's next for Sci-5? So we just recently announced our 21G1 release for a core IP, which has a whole bunch of new improvements for uh, our processor cores, new extensions, improved performance, reduced power. So we're going to ramp that in the market uh, here in this next quarter. Plus, we're going to the Lindley conference at the end of April. We're going to show off some new sci-fi intelligence uh, options there. So we're, we're really investing in our approach for AI. And the vision there is to be a, a software-driven AI solution. So that sounds like, you know, we're, we're adjusting and changing course, but we're not really, it's, it's more about that workload focus and then weaving in the solutions that require both software components, such as auto-vectorizing compilers and uh, optimization tools, as well as the right hardware underneath that can deliver the performance and be scalable for the different kinds of AI. So there's a lot of different options that we're going to show, that say, look, you need more than just a simple SIMD processor or PAC SIMD. You've got to have vectors. You've got to have specific instructions and extensions capabilities to be able to process these new kinds of workloads, be they CNN, DNN, transform, or whatever it is. Okay. So here's, here's where I put you on the spot. Um, if you were to pull out the projections and roadmaps from two years ago for Sci-5, is the company on track, ahead, behind? Oh, great question. I think, um, I think that we've had a little bit of reshaping of focus in the last year or so. And uh, you know, because of all the industry events, that's caused uh, a few things to accelerate. So uh, a lot of things, 
I think are ahead of where we thought they were. And some other things have been deprioritized and um, they're not the biggest opportunities. So we're getting a more narrow single focus on risk five core IP and providing workload focused solutions to the market. I think we're uh, ahead of the curve there um, from where we thought we would be. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited about the momentum we've got and what we're gonna demonstrate in the next coming weeks. Very good, thank you very much. That was James Pryor. He is responsible for global communications with Sci-Fi and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.